0: Welcome to the Revenue Builders Podcast with John McMahon and John Kaplan. This podcast is brought to you by Force Management. Force's solutions help companies, small teams, and individuals accelerate sales performance, all powered by their new platform, Ascender. Today, a glimpse into the decisions Snowflake CRO, Chris Degnan, had to make as he was scaling the company. Also, John McMahon lends his perspective on some key moments in the growth trajectory. Take a listen. Talk a little bit about when you knew. I mean, I think I know, but tell, talk about when you knew, oh, I think the Snowflake thing's really going to go. It's really going to be a you know sizable company.
1: Well, you know, because, John, I think you and I talked about this. It's like, you know, when we were just having these, you know, and, and they were wonderful customers and they are wonderful customers to this day, but the, the online gaming and, and, you know, tech companies, I can't just sell to them. And I think when, honestly, when um, Capital One leaned into us, you know, and, in a material way, I was like, okay, we got something and and it was a lot of work cuz they wanted us to do more engineering work than and they they cha- they actually forced us to change our philosophy as a company on how we were going to do things and um but that was just a material moment in time and then you know what what i think the 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 headwind that we kind of you know or sorry the tailwind that we we kind of took advantage of um, was the um, the fact that everyone? We, I think we were surprised at how fast all these companies were going to move to the cloud. I think that was that right. that still shocks me to this day. But I think the Capital One thing, okay, great, and then now now it's that that it's still going on, right? The tailwind of yeah. the cloud migration. So. Yeah.
0: What I want everyone to hear is there was a time when Chris and I actually talked about the fact. Oh my God. Can we only sell to tech and ad tech? Is this it? Like, this is all the company's going to be able to do? This is never going to be a big company. And then what Chris is talking about to the listeners is, then we had Capital One, and then you had this realization, well, wow, if we can get Capital One, we can get almost anybody on the earth. So here it goes.
2: But how would you guys describe that as being a little bit more purposeful now to say, okay, we've we've identified an ideal customer profile um that doesn't mean that it's in a segment that doesn't mean that it's in an industry so chris how would you go if you're writing a book about that experience and you and johnny talking about that like what were the mechanics behind it was it okay we understand their problem their problems attached to a big business issue therefore they're going to spend lots of money on it like could you get into that a little bit more? Like when you said Capital One and when it started to, when it started, the problem started to scale. What mechanically did you do and what advice could you give about people that are in this state? They have some good users, some good companies, and they're trying to, they're trying to go after a larger addressable market. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, are I think- Are talking about scaling, John? Scaling? Scaling.
2: Yeah, but scaling okay. around that fundamental question of, Holy smokes! Is there anybody else that can use this? And like, what did you do about that? Like, there was a fundamental question, and then you went out and did something, found out, yeah, there's a whole heck of a lot of people. So I'd like to know the mechanics of that a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So there's kind of two sides of that um, because you know I I had a I had a leader on the east and a leader on the west um, that were running almost very different businesses. and I'm a velocity guy. So I I like velocity. I, I like transactions like that is at the heart of it. I want new customer logos. Um, mm-hmm. The guy on the east, he got starry eyed with, <clears throat> you know, large, large enterprise, and he only wanted to sell the large enterprise. And I think, you know, you can't do one or the other, you have to do both. And I think that's, that's the lesson I learned is like, dude, the large enterprise is wonderful, but they'll, they'll, they'll surprise you in the upside one quarter. And then they'll surprise you on the downside in a material way the next quarter. So if you build a business on just on the large enterprise, you're screwed. And to this day, my largest market is in the West because we opened up the, the, the most amount of logos in the West. So that just getting new logos matters. And I, and anyone who tells me they're just going to sell the large enterprise I, as a as a salesperson, I, I would have zero interest in in selling to just just the large enterprise. I think I think what what Capital One you know the the the, the pain associated with Capital One is they had made they had publicly made an announcement that they were they were going to vacate their data centers by you know a certain period of time. They didn't want to have any data centers, and they want to be a, they, they're an innovative company. They don't want to just be a financial company. They in fact they have a software product they built to uh you know to integrate with Snowflake. So they're creating a software company now. And um they um but but I think you know that's when we saw like okay like the the competition can't help them vacate the data center aka mm. Teradata. Mm. Snowflake can. And that's when we started to say wow, okay, now we're now we actually have the first customer that's moved off of Teradata. Now let's take let's go after every Teradata customer. And that was kind of like, go. And 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 you felt that. And you're like, okay, that's when you kind of pivot. And you're saying, okay, we were just selling to people already in the cloud. Now we're saying, okay, now we have a referenceable customer who's moved yeah. off of Teradata. Let's go after them. And that.
2: And that was really it. So... And then what about, okay, so now the addressable marketplace just exploded, right? The size of the addressable marketplace. Now, Johnny, if you're comfortable taking the conversation into scale, some and some people do this, they're, they're you know, it's like at the buffet table, your eyes get a little bit bigger and you, it's really the mechanics behind it is putting the right people in the right locations in the, you know, doing the right things. And how do you... Balance it with not getting over your skis. So, talk a little bit about that, okay? Market addressable market just all of a sudden massively opens up, and now I can imagine the board members and everybody involved is saying, "Let's go, Chris. Let's go get like it should have been yesterday." How did you scale it? Well, I mean, <laughs>
1: I mean McMahon could could tell you. So, I mean, I, 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 um, I, I very much built a commercial sales organization, high velocity sales. That is what I built. And, um, and I, I loved that business. And <clears throat> I clearly remember, you know, uh, at I get it. I get it. I'm we're remodeling our house and I'm just living at my in-laws house. And I get a text from, from John McMahon at, at three in the morning, my, my West coast time. He's, he's up at 6.00 AM. And he says, Hey, um, call me when you get up. And I'm like, of course, when I get that text message, you know, I'm thinking, Oh, I'm getting fired. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, I'm in trouble. And, uh, so at, at 6am my time, I call, um, you know, uh, John and, and he says, you got a new boss, you got a new boss and it's Frank Slootman. And, and, and I'm like, Oh my God. And I, you know, so we go through all that transition. And the first thing that Frank said was, you know, dude, you can't sell to the large enterprise the same way you're selling to the, you know, the small, medium business. It's just not, that doesn't work. And so, you know, we, you know, within three to four months, we ripped the Band-Aid off and I reorganized in the middle of a fiscal year, uh, reorganized the sales team to be more deliberate about how we went after the large enterprise. And that that took, we, we screwed it up Um, the first time. And um, we, you know, that's now matured into kind of what we call our vertical sales. Um, But I think you kind of always have to evaluate uh, what's working and what's not. And so, you know, I went from creating a majors organization to now having a vertical sales motion um, in the large enterprise. And that's, that's working really, really, really well. And so I think, you know, where, where, again, Frank was really helpful, was helping me understand, how to scale. And, and, you know, to McMahon's point, I wasn't married to any one thing. I was like, okay, if you say so, and you think this is the right thing, I'll do it. And, and that's kind of, you know, the, the, the growth that I had to go through was saying, because what worked before doesn't mean it's going to work forever. And there's still the, the velocity business that's super strategic and important because market share matters, but but getting the large enterprise matters in a material way. And now we're rolling that out globally as well. So,
2: so Johnny, what an incredible inflection point. So you've got this relationship with Chris. He's uh, got the right attitude. He's adaptable. He is uh, all these things. That was your word. Now you're calling him and saying, Hey, you got a new boss without giving away the you know secrets around the kitchen table. Um, I imagine people want to come in and this is the this is the sometimes the mistake people make. We got to go find somebody. Chris was great up to this point, but we got to go find somebody that really knows how to scale and do all the things that Chris just, you know, Chris just explained that he did. But he had the opportunity because he is adaptable. He's a great learner. He's a great execution. Can you talk a little bit about that, about how sometimes people make mistakes and just they try to throw away? all this great experience that Chris has to go try to find somebody and then bring them into a culture and then talk a little bit about some of the thinking about that. Cause I, I, I hear that every single day.
0: I think Chris said it. I mean, he, he wasn't married to any one idea. He was going to listen to what people had to say. And if they thought that they knew better than he was, he was willing to go out and try it, see if it worked. And that's going back to his coachability and his adaptability. You got to give him a lot of credit for that. Some How do you balance it, Johnny?
2: But How that, do you balance it? I love that. I, I understand your what.
0: Ideas, you have to constantly be what I call a student of the game. You got to yeah. figure out is this game changing? Dude, you know, do I you're sitting the on the do board.
2: You're sitting on the board. We understand what Chris's attributes are of like, hey, i'm a great learner i've proved that i'm adaptable i got a 90-day mentality and i've also proven that i can be strategic as well somebody comes yeah. in they're like yeah i'm gonna bring in my own team like you're a board well, member that that yeah. does happen. But,
0: uh, but so you, so you got to give frank a lot of credit for so, yeah. giving chris an opportunity to prove himself
2: yeah so first figure out what you got what's in the kitchen before you just bring something new because you guys see people make these mistakes, man. They, and they don't understand the culture that you're going into. They don't understand what was built and how it was built. They're the pressure to, and just listen up as you're out there thinking about bringing people into your company. Like I have seen people that have gone and even done the job somewhere else. And they want to bring that mentality because they've done it somewhere else doesn't mean that you're going to be successful in the environment that you're going into. So hats off to you guys, Johnny and Chris and Sloopman and everybody for figuring out what was in the kitchen first before you started to decided to remodel. That's pretty powerful.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the full episode with Chris Degnan linked in the show notes. Make it a great week.